Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ask the Amigos. This is Discord's burning questions and our somewhat lukewarm answers. Mm -hmm. So we we start things off with Laurent Giroux mm -hmm. and our favorite yes. Montrealite. He asks, what kind of game genre do you think are underrepresented on the Amiga and deserve some more love? Underrepresented on the Amiga and deserve some more love. That is a good question. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, once you go first, let me ponder for a minute. Well, I'll tell you this. I can only speak from games that we've covered on the show. Yeah. But as far as I'm aware, board games are woefully underrepresented on the Amiga. As far as I know, there's no Monopoly. There's no Clue. There's no traditional I think there board is Clue. Game. I think well, Cluedo's on there. If there is, we haven't played it. Well, we haven't played it, yeah. Okay. But I think it does exist. And uh, and so that's what I'd like to see more of. I'd like to see more, uh, more sort of adaptations of classic board games on the Amiga. I would like to see more wrestling games. I, I'd like to have any wrestling that isn't, isn't garbage mm -hmm. would be on top, near the top of my list. Uh, sports games in general, I find that there's plenty of soccer games. Before you know, there are. I mean, when I say this, there are some representations, but they're not good. Right. You know, thank God for TV sports basketball because the other offerings not so good. Mm -hmm. uh, baseball. I don't know if there's a good one on there. Uh, not that I've played. Sports, so, so I would say sports, the sports genre is underrepresented. Now, of course, I'm an American, but the, even for, I mean, we've, so we've played the dark well, I, can tell, I can tell you, even as somebody not a big fan of, or not that doesn't know much about cricket, I can tell that Graham Gooch's cricket was not an well, excellent I was going to say cricket <laughs> and darts, the games that are traditionally European aren't, weren't exactly what I would call outstanding either. So I would say sports games, both sports right. games. Uh, Pajaco asks, what awesome game from the past was actually not that great when you went back to it years later? Well, WrestleManiac would be near the top of the list. <laughs> Having just played that, that was quite bad. Um, I remember most of the games I played back then because I still I never stopped playing them. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have a good answer for that. I mean, I've enjoyed most of the stuff that I went back and played. Uh, you know, some of it didn't quite hold up. Like, I'll give you an example, Neuromancer, as much as I love that game. Going back to play it, I remembered some things I didn't like about it before, but mainly what I liked about it before was the, the BBS parts of it. I thought that was really cool. But, like, graphically uh, and, and in terms of the, uh, of the engine that drove the game, it could have been better. Yeah. So I will say that. Yeah, it's funny. The Whenever I play games, for the most part, I always go back to games that I played when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's, it's all part of the nostalgia. And for me, most of the games that I liked when I was a kid, I still like. I would say 80% or, or higher. Yeah. Uh, that said, uh, going back to play the original Legend of Zelda, not a party. Not great. Not great. Also, the original Final Fantasy. Uh, and both of those games, just because, the, you know, the, the genre advanced so much. That going back to play those original games, it's just like, what what am I doing here? Why do I bother? Which is probably why people like me poo-poo those games. Because you look at those, if, if you were a kid when the original Zelda came out, and you look at it when you're like 30, mm -hmm. you're like, what is this? Right. Hitting what? Do what? This seems lame. And if everybody's going bananas over it, you can't figure out why. Well, that's part of it. Because they grew up with it. It was new when they played it the first time. And they've been around to watch the genre mature. Mm -hmm. So they've got a start point and they know where it's going. So they're more likely to be cool with the old version because they understand. Right. Whereas someone like myself is not. Right. Uh, David Hearn Ryder asks, what was your favorite text adventure game on the Amiga? Well, on the Amiga, we haven't played only, we have played more than just one. We played because a ton on the, there's a staple of our Halloween programming. The, no, he didn't say graphical text. No. He said text. 
And now we don't think we've ever played one. It was strictly tech. Yeah, but he's implying that you played games on the Amiga outside of the show. Well, I did all my tech. You got to think the Amiga, by the time the Amiga came out, I'd done all my text playing. It was over. It was on the Coco. Right. I played the Zorks, the Wizardries. Uh, I think if I had to pick one that I enjoyed the most, it would probably uh, probably be, oh, uh, gosh. There's, I, I, I Even on the Coco, I didn't like them that much, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Maybe Bedlam or uh, on the Coco would be one, but I didn't. I didn't play that many text games ever in my whole life. I just didn't get into them that much. Um, I I didn't play any. I've never. I don't think I've ever played a text strictly text adventure yeah. on the Amiga. Uh, it seems like by the time you got to the 16-bit era, if you weren't throwing in graphics, then I mean, what are you doing? Um, but on the Atari which is where I played most of my text adventures, I always liked the ones that came in Antic Magazine uh, because they were short. You could complete them. A lot of the Zorks and things like that, they were so big yeah. that you just felt like you'd never get through them. And the ones in Antic, they were meant to be completed in about a half an hour or so. And there'd always be one or two puzzles that sort of made you think. But I always, you know, I, this still continues to this day, I would much rather have a game that's a little bit too easy that I can beat and go back to Versus one that it's so hard, I don't have a prayer of finishing. I was just thinking, if I had to go back and think of the... You know where I did play tons of text games? It just occurred to me. BBSs. I played, like, Solar Realms Elite, stuff like that. Those were all text-based. They were fun. But they're not conventional Infocom-style text games. Again, it's something I just was never drawn to. You know, I don't know why. I know people still love them to this day. Eh, I don't get into them. Yeah. Um... Chris Folds asks, which TV or film franchise do you love that uh, you think would have made a great point-and-click adventure? Oh, geez. Well, again, point-and-click adventure is not necessarily my bag. Um, Your bag is very small. It is. Well, no, it's just, what can I say? Uh, some of the ones have already been done. Listen, something like Star Trek. I'll tell you what would be the good one. I used to watch a show called Wild Wild West. I love that show. And it was wacky, Will and it was, Smith. and it had the, no, don't start, and it had set pieces and characters and stuff that would have blended quite nicely into a graphical text adventure. And you could, and it's you could go on a big epic adventure because it's the old west, you mm-hmm. know. I think that would have been a real cool one to do. So I'm going to say that. What I would have liked to have seen. Remember how uh, we covered uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and they took certain things from the movie and they put them in there, but there were other things that weren't in the movie, and they yeah. kind of changed it up. I would love to see the same thing done with the Goonies. I think that yeah, would be Yeah, the Goonies great, is yeah. one. And the Goonies Roy didn't get a very good uh, turn on the old art on the old video game. No, yeah. No, no. Uh David Z asks, what is the strangest thing you ever did to stay warm? Well, you know, I used to live up on Mud Mountain. Mm-hmm. We had baseboard heat. I say we, I mean me. Baseboard heat up on the mountain. Which sucked. Yeah, and baseboard the, and, the, and the the building, the Mud Mountain, the house itself was made of big blocks, big stone blocks. They can't get these things anymore. Mm-hmm. So the insulation was how we say slight. Mm-hmm. So we got it was ice box levels of cold up there. What I used to do is, and the thing is, I, here's the, my problem: I don't like to wear pants. I like to wear shorts and no socks. I'm because I'm from West Virginia. So I would, I was more than happy to wear. Uh, whatever else was around to keep me warm. So probably the probably the oddest thing that people would think was strange. I used to wear my graduation robe most of the time. Really? Yeah. Is that where the sleeping tunic came from? Mud it is sort of similar to that. Well, I was going to say. No, I didn't have it up there. I wish. No, I used to wear my graduation robe. I, I told you that. I, I'm sure one time I mentioned this. When I was 
fighting Cooney out in the porch, but the raccoon that wouldn't get out of my roof. I was I was out there in my underwear, that graduation robe, and a fur hat, <laughs> and a, and no shoes. And I was at a broomstick, and I was I was punching the top of the roof, mm-hmm. and it was icy, and it was snowy, and I fell down and came an ace and pale myself. And I thought to myself, what a strange way. What would happen if people found me right now? You know. <laughs> You'd definitely be covered on WSAZ that night. So I would definitely say the graduation robe. I didn't think it was that odd because the thing is, you've got them sitting around. That's true. You know, so that's what I use. I've got a couple of marching band uniforms on my oh, bundle man. up. Man, oh, man, <laughs> I would not wear those on a band. What about you? Um, probably uh, peeing in a wetsuit. You ever wear a wetsuit before? No. So what, when what I... a stupid question that is. Why would I wear a wetsuit? <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, I was competing one time and. Well, when when uh, we went on the old Greenbrier River, or yeah, it was the Greenbrier River, it was the New River, one of the white water rafting trips we went New on. River, yeah. Um, we uh, we went into the place, and they were like, all right, here's the wetsuits, put one on. And they are like, if you get cold, just pee in it. And I was like, man, that sounds great. I never, it's like you're, you can pee, and nobody knows, and it's it's encouraged. So I did it, and it does, it does make you warm, because the, the wetsuit, like, traps that heat inside of course, your body. you're wallowing in your own excrement listen i didn't think about it that way okay I, I, that's a story i'm not even gonna touch <laughs> i'm sure the people that wear that after you get out of the wetsuit are real happy you did that i didn't ask about what happened to the wetsuits i don't you know think about the just... people that the hundred people before you did it pissed in it and then now you've got it you're in sterile man does that do you want to do you go around stepping in it for fun <laughs> not always okay <laughs> yeah. move along um so uh, I've also draped a dog across me, and I couldn't, yeah, like me a and, living dog. Yeah, me and my buddy Logan used to go up in the woods and spend the night in his house. He lives out Charlie's Creek, and uh, and w- there used to be these dogs that used to go up there with us and like spend the night with us. And one night, it was this was the night we knew we shouldn't have done it. It was too cold, and yeah. we were so cold. I took one of the dogs, and he was asleep, and I just sort of draped him across my shoulders. So yeah, there's that. You're quite a hillbilly, aren't you? I am. Mitsuyama asks, you have one golden ticket that enables you to see a music group or artist, past or present, perform a live concert. Who do you see and at what stage of their career do you see them? Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Holy smokes. I mean, look. <laughs> That's a question, isn't it? Uh, you know, I, recent events, of course, I saw Meatloaf live in concert, probably at the height of his, of his talent. So I... I've, that crossed off my list. He would have been up there, and it was a great show. I'm going to be so cliche because there's two there's two bands that popped into my mind immediately. Okay, ABBA at the peak of their awesomeness, at the peak of their hotness, up on stage, and that's close. Mm-hmm. They're also in the news, but I would probably I hate to say it. I hate to say it's so generic, but it'd be because I just watched that miniseries. It'd be the Beatles. There's gonna be no doubt. It's hard to argue with that. And the thing is, it would be, I can even pick the show it would be, and it would probably be one of their early shows, like at, at, at the Cavern, maybe the first one that Ringo sat in on with the Beatles, mm-hmm. when their no good layabout drummer who sucked was, you know, decided not to show up that night, or the night they hired Ringo, and I, not because I'm a big Ringo fan, which I am, but just because that's when they all said they felt it, the right. magic happened. Right. That'd be fun. It's funny. I don't really like a ton of the early Beatles stuff, the real bubblegummy mm-hmm. stuff. So, and the thing is, they didn't tour too much after that. 
you know, it's not like they were out doing a lot of live performances after they did that early stuff, you know. And so, I mean, when you pick up the documentary, they're pretty much done touring. Oh, they they'd been done touring for three right. years. That's my point. So, yeah. And so, and that's the year I really like that stuff probably the most. Right. So it would be fun to be on the rooftop, mm -hmm. but that was such a short a performance. Right. But you could tell everyone for now and until the end of time you were there. Right. So that one comes to mind. But I think because there's footage of that. Mm. I think I would go way back to see what they look where we're if like. I was, if day. I was going to go see the Beatles, I'd go see them when they were performing in Germany. That's what I'm talking about. The bars that's in a, Germany. That's the, the cavern, that the underground thing they right. used to play in, I would but, probably go yeah, there. That was they, Their image had already started to soften when they played at the cavern. But when they used to play and there were beer bottles flying, I mean, it was like the scene well, in, that was in before, Blues Brothers. That's before Ringo right. was there. But though, still, yeah. that's what I would have liked to have seen because you knew they weren't playing a whole lot of bubblegum stuff there. They were playing yeah. the hard stuff, Jerry Lee Lewis and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but that's not my answer. All right. My answer up until 10 years ago, I said, I, you know, I'm done going to concerts unless Bowie comes to town or Prince yeah. comes to town. Well, guess what? They're not coming to town. No, anymore. no. I missed out. I missed my window. Those are the two acts that I'd love to see live. Bowie yeah. and Prince. My buddy saw Bowie and he said it was awesome. I and he didn't get me a ticket. I'll never forgive him for that. Uh, David Z asks, what's the strangest thing you ever did to try and cool down when it was too hot? <laughs> Dave's is some weird stuff. <laughs> Well, Mud Mountain only had one air conditioner for the whole house. And so in the, in the summer, those stones acted like a brick oven. And mm -hmm. you and you died up mm -hmm. there. It was brutally hot in the house. Um, I mean, there's all, you could turn on a crap load of fans. I can't think of anything really revolutionary that I did to stay cool. You're pretty much just boned. Yeah. You know, so I, I can tell you this. When I was in Thailand last time and I got sick because I didn't drink enough water... Uh, and I was laying there in the uh, in Eep's, Eep's parents' house, my in-laws' house, no air conditioning. Yeah. And it's Thailand, and it's summer. Yeah. And uh, that is as hot as I've ever been, and I was also suffering from heat stroke. Yeah. So there, and uh, and when you get hot, when you get cold, it seems like there's a whole lot of ways to get warmer when you're cold. But yeah. when you're hot, once you start disrobing, that's it. That's all you can do. I mean, yeah. you're stuck. So I would much rather be in a situation where I'm a little bit too cold been a little bit too hot. Not me. I'd rather be hot because not. And you're right, but I still hate being cold yeah. so much. I hate it. Yeah. I'm used to being hot. Chris Folds asks, "Do you like water parks?" I'll answer first. No, I hate them, and I'll tell you why. When I was in eighth grade, I went to Kings Island, and I went down the log flume first thing. Yeah. And then I was walking around with wet jeans the rest of the day. Yeah. And the times they were a chafing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, well, that's not, at a water park, presumably, you would have one swimming attire. But, but still, I mean, like, if you're walking around in a wet bathing suit all day, it's it not going to be It good. is a trial. Uh, we've been to uh, Wolf's Great Wolf Lodge many times, myself and the boy. He loves it up there. They love it, too, because they're getting paid big to big money. Great Wolf, explain that, because I don't even know what Great that is. Great Wolf Lodge has a, is an indoor water park that's attached to the hotel. Okay. And so the convenience of it is you go and be in the water park, and then when you get sick of that, and there's no ticketing, right? You just walk back up to your room. I see. Uh, and I so bet that, that's expensive. That's the way you do it, though. Yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing. Like, if it's a night there, it's like 150 bucks or whatever, but you're also getting the whole day to be at the water oh, park. Oh, that's not, that's not as bad as I thought it would right. be double that. Well, okay. it, does, it gets higher depending on when you go. Okay. Uh, but uh, so, I, so I would say I, I, I'm not the biggest fan. I was never a big fan, to be honest with you. So I would say not a big fan. I went to one in when I was in the band. We went to one near uh, Cincinnati, and it didn't do it for me. I thought I was going to die a couple times too. But it's, uh... um, 
Ricky DeRocher asks, if you were stuck on a desert island with a solar-powered Amiga and can only have two games to play, what would they be? A solar-powered Amiga. Mm -hmm. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Uh, two games, because that really narrows it down. And well, I what, guess you're going to be alone. So One of them would be Wings, because and, because it's multiple games in one. Okay. And I love the game, and, I, I, and I'm comfortable with it, so I could be that. Now, the second game... Oh, you let me think about the second one. You name your first one. This would be the time when I'd finally give my all to try and get into Settlers. Because everybody loves that game. Uh -huh. And I did not see the appeal when we played it for the show. <clears throat> so I would have all eternity ahead of me to recognize the glory. I think the second game I might pick, and, it, and it's funny, this, it's not my favorite game, but it would probably be something like uh, Elite 2 Frontier, you know, where you could sit down and infinitely play it. So that one would be on my. That Boy, would probably be I didn't there. think about that, but that just moved into the number two slot yeah. for me. Elite yeah, because two. that's Absolutely. one you can play forever, and you yeah. can get in there and you name stuff and whatever. Yeah. So that'd be that'd be the one. All right, David Hearn writer asks: Have you played the awesome Supercars Two AGA remake yet? No, I have not. Now I have played Supercars Three, the PC remake, which was great. If the Amiga one's anywhere near as good, that'll be something. But I, I've seen video. Um, I don't usually. This sounds counterproductive but i don't usually play stuff like that because i i assume at some point we'll play it on the show and i like to come in fresh so right. I, I usually don't play the newer stuff yeah. i want to desperately but i don't i try to avoid it uh i'm the same dave atari st aka dave velociraptor asks what games are you looking forward to jack flack covering on like a dos we actually it's funny i'm so happy he's doing that because we we had a cup of coffee with the thought of doing a dos show i mean years ago mm -hmm. Uh, and bo both of us don't weren't the biggest fans of DOS. I'm gaming. just not, yeah, not. not uh, it's DOS funny. Guy. DOS gaming has come back uh, with a vengeance. It's funny when people want to talk about DOS games, I get excited. Uh, but uh, I think of DOS games, everything from '95 back. Okay, and Roy, let's say '98 back because mm -hmm. that's when they got rid of the once Windows '98 left, there was no more DOS right. effectively, for, you know, as, as we knew it. But if you go to 95 back, you're in, for the majority of the time, you're there competing against machines like the Amiga, and you're going you're gonna to lose. And, and, and from 90 back, you're going to lose badly. You know, then there's a, that era, the Syndicate era, I like to call it, where you all of a sudden, here's there's Syndicate, a, yeah, here's yeah. a better version of Theme Park, here's right. Magic Carpet, mm -hmm. you know, here's that Doom comes out. And all of a sudden, then you got something, then you got something else. So a lot of the games I remember from that era, are the ones are my favorites. So, listen, you know I love One Must Fall. Uh, it would be a great game. I'd love to see that one get covered. Uh, Rise of the Triads, one I used to play a lot. That I'd like to see that one get covered. There are good Do Death Race. There's plenty of good DOS games, uh, but uh, sometimes you've got to put on the super, super rose-tinted glasses to get through them because anything from, like, the booter era, people, I've been around for a long time. So I was there for the entire maturation of DOS, and it had a long way to go, brother. I can tell you that right now. Plus all the annoyance of getting the stuff to work. Something we don't have to do on the Amigos, for example, or the Spectrum, is we don't have to actually make the games work for the most part. It's not like having a real DOS machine. It's not like an Amiga where there's only so many bits of hardware you're going to have. You had to get all that IRQs, sound settings, all this crap. Such a, the joystick didn't work. It was a huge pain in the butt right. that you avoid from stuff like the uh, Amiga, the ST. So... I don't have super fond memories, but I did it. I DOS gamed a ton. I will say that, but it's it's a mixed bag. I'm looking forward to the EGA stuff. I think that, uh, you know, 
I don't know, aside from like Sierra games, what else was going on during the EGA era. Uh, I know that that overlapped with the Amiga some, but not a whole lot because the Amiga just, you know, during that era looked so much better. Yep. Uh, so I'll be interested to see that. And also to a lesser extent, the CGA Hercules era. I wouldn't get too excited about either of those eras. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. EJ Road wasn't there. wasn't a, It wasn't around for like a decade. It right. wasn't around that long. Right. And the CG era was around way too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris Folds asks, if you were to form a band, what would you name the band? Um, I'm sure you've you've been in bands. I'm sure, mm-hmm. haven't you? Well, have you ever had any good? Well, the names name of my band was The Hinge. Oh, that's pretty good. Who came up with that? That was our our, our singer and songwriter. Yeah, he called us the hinge. Well, if you let's come up with names right now. Okay. You got two seconds. Go. I'm not good at this. Okay, I got one. Okay, mystery meat. Bam. Bam. That's my band. All right, I'll join it. No, you have to come up with your name. Go. You got oh. two seconds. Go. Asinine fools. That's a. <laughs> Bam. That sounds like a double bill right there. <laughs> we could be playing the punk show down That's the street right, right now. Uh, David Hearn, writer, asks Outback Jack versus Jake the Snake. Who asked this? David Hearn Ryder. Okay. Listen, there's a lot of people that want to know your thoughts on this. Who would you back for the win? It's funny because I answered this on the, I, I wasn't paying attention and answered this on the site. Now I erased my answer when I realized where I was at. I do that all the time, by the way. <laughs> Outback Jack versus Jake the Snake. What was the rest of that? Is Who that would it? you back for the win? Oh. Well, in a real fight, I don't know. I'd be t- Outback Jack, he wasn't around that long. Who even remembers him? I'm stunned that somebody remembers who that is. Was he early 80s? I don't, it was, it, yeah, it would have been, it would have been, no, it'd be later 80s. He was a guy that they brought in. He was horrible. I remember his finisher was the boomerang, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. He, he clotheslined him. Was back. he a real Australian? Uh, yeah, he okay. was real Australian. He was a big oaf of a guy that wasn't very good. Jake was a tall, good physique. Uh, good worker who was a grade A mind for promos that could deliver a promo. Like on the flip side, Jake was also out of his mind. Right. So I would go with Jake. And every, in fact, there is no comparison between the two except they're both men. Uh, and I don't know enough about I don't know enough about Jack to how well he could have been out of his mind as well. So I'm going to pick the devil I know. Literally, I'd pick Jake. He would be Jake was fifty times, a hundred times better than Outback Jack. Although Outback Jack's theme song was Tommy Kangaroo Down. Oh, now, in terms of theme song, song there's yeah. your winner. <laughs> I wonder if they licensed that. He'd be like, good day, mate. My name's Outback Jack. I'm coming to the WWF. You know, that's <laughs> that was his shtick, you know. Uh, Pajaco asks, three... No, it's just a the with an extra E. The Federation against the, yeah. the Federation against software piracy is banging at your door. They yeah. know you've pirated floppies and cassettes. You've got like five minutes to destroy it all. Yeah. How are you doing it? Magnets. Not me. Yeah. I got tons of magnets around. Swallow it. You're not gonna swallow the amount of stuff I've pirated. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be swallowing the amount of stuff you pirated either. You never know. I think I can do it. Listen. You get the magnets out. Then you have the big. I had the big bulk erase magnet. You ever had one of those? Mm-mm. Does it look like one, like a big horseshoe? You thing? ever heard? You ever heard Flag talk about when he thought he got busted for for or he might get in trouble I for have, piracy? But I've forgotten the story. And, but I mean, uh, he, he he panicked. Listen, we all had the thought that it could happen eventually. For a long time, I didn't know it was illegal. I was just mm-hmm. like, I'll do what I want. Uh, and then when I found out, all they get you, you know, I had I had a plan, uh, and I had secret areas in my room. I thought I might be to stash stuff. 
you know, but where was I, one of the secret areas? That's the closet, for example. You know, <laughs> yeah, never, nobody's ever checked never, there, man. Or under the bed, you know. <laughs> I wasn't a master criminal back in them days. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Uh, Pixels at Dawn writes, "What game deserves better packaging or box art, and what would it be?" I would say uh, the Sega Master System Karate game comes Black to belt. mind. Black belt. That's got the worst just art ever. Just there, a foot. Yeah. So it should have, you know, I used to take karate from a guy whose name was Don Madden. Okay. Master Don, we mm-hmm. called him. And he was, I'll, I'll never forget this guy. He was on the sketchy side, right? No, he was okay. This is okay. way back when I was a kid. Okay. And, and his, when you knew him later, he became His subordinate sketchy. guy was the second black belt was this guy named John Cottrell. There's nothing he had in common. They were these two dopey, pasty, tubby white guys, right? And they looked like they were straight out of like the seventies, like they were the heavies for a kung fu guy. Mm-hmm. Big tubby guys in these geese. They got these huge geese. Those, those are the guys that should be facing off of the cover. <laughs> that would be great because that game is not the best. And so you don't need you don't want to put two ninjas. You don't want to put Ashoka Sh- 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 Suzy on the front of the case. Somebody like that taking on Ben Jenarquez. And these guys are by the way I fought. Cottrell and Madden, mm-hmm. and they beat my brains out well, because these guys were so. death machines. Right. right. They also but ran they, their own karate school. They look like tubby guys that might come up to you with a stein. <laughs> hey, da, 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 da. You know, or eat a greasy pork sandwich, you know, hey, with a cigar. And those are the kind of guys I want to see on the cover. Whatever about. happened to Master Don? I don't know. I because assume he's you, still whooping you, that butt. You reconnected with him later on in life. No, I never saw him again. Who is this the was a whole, Oh no, that was a whole different guy. But he, his name was also Master. His name Don. was Master Don as well. Yeah, that is that is insane yeah. that you've known two Master Dons yeah. in your life. Yeah, that's a whole different guy. Oh man, I don't want him on the cover. <laughs> Let's not even talk about. <laughs> I've him. I've done my whole life thinking that that Master Don was the other Master nope, Don. Two, two of them, two various, two different masters. <sighs> master, Master. I'm going to go with the perennial. Uh, favorite of this question, the original Mega Man artwork. <laughs> old knobbly that looks like, Yeah, old Mega that Man. geek that yeah. they got on there. That is a classic bad. Those are, we've, we've actually picked the two most softball answers. Yeah. But they both deserve it. They're both horrible. Yeah. Um, the opposite question is, what packaging or box art deserved a better game? Huh. That's a more difficult question, isn't mm-hmm. it? I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the best boxes i've seen i'd say uh, all the psychosis games no no oh well i mean listen there are some because i mean when you th- when you think about the artwork on um well really any of them shadow of the beast yeah but shadow of the beast when you open that up you were not disappointed you're like oh my god it was a tort it was it it, it was everything there to uh, tickle your senses it deserved awesome. a better game well i'm just saying that's not a dud look at like uh me and Brent reviewed the game that Bandersnatch eventually became. Right. Okay, that one comes to mind. It had cool guy box art. Baraticus was the name of it. Well, it was it was Crapicus. Mm-hmm. Okay, that game's the one where you control with the mouse. Mm-hmm. It's a disaster. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to pick that. Brat Brat I think was the name. I'm going to pick Castle Quest for the NES. Castle Quest has some of the best box art. It's this spectacular looking castle. The game is no good. Yeah, it's no good. it happens. But you you listen. You're not wrong. But the psychosis, they always had the awesome art. Yeah. Now in the game, game without the game, yeah. eh, you never mm. know what you're gonna get. They had a lot of good ones though. You, you're too mean to them. Um, Paul asks a pertinent question, given your advanced age. Uh, have you ever left any instructions as to what will happen to your collections after your death? 
Are you concerned about having items of value that may just look like junk to others lending up in the landfill? They will. They absolutely will because there are things in my collection that no one knows the value of unless it's... And, and the thing is, if I said, like, boat, take care of this collection. Well, there's stuff in there you wouldn't understand because they're so... Uh, they're not in your genre of interest. Sure. yeah. All right? Like, like uh, yeah, um, yes. And so... Um, like comic books and stuff you wouldn't really know about. Uh, so I guess the short answer is no. It's in the works. I have instructed my brother, of all people, to take care of certain things. But uh, here's the thing. We talk about this when it comes to inheritance and stuff like that. Let's say I gave all my stuff to the Luke. All right. And here's Luke. He's 12 years old. I don't know. Gosh, I hope I don't pass away anytime soon. I hope but, not either. But if it happened... Uh, you had to throw in the advanced age part, by the way, before you got this question. So you, I don't. I, anyway, I'll get to you. But uh, Luke doesn't care about seventy to eighty percent of my stuff. All right, not yet. Maybe he someday will, but maybe maybe not. And we've all I've known people that had loved ones pass away, and they inherited all the crap, and they didn't need want to need any of it. I mean, my buddy's mom passed away, and he got drawers and drawers and drawers of hairspray and old furniture from the seventies, mm-hmm. and all of her mail, mm-hmm. and all of the stuff she used to listen to, eight tracks and crap, and he didn't want any of it, her china, and right. stuff like that. Right. And so what did, what happens that ultimately goes, it goes through the state stale right. retail it, You know, I don't think it immediately goes to a landfill. It, wait, yeah. wait, a it lot filters of times, down. And again, it, this may be different in, um, in different countries, but in this country, when that happens, basically you get a company to come in, they open your house. And you walk through the person's house and whatever you want, you say, how much you want for that? And the estate sale person says 10 bucks or yeah, whatever. Yeah, So I, I don't want that to happen. So I'm assuming that the Brent will take care of me. But yeah, the, I do have something in the works where I'm going to ultimately have a, uh, a, a will. I'm assuming you do as well. I, I have, uh, I, Chad is actually legally my, exec, my executor. Oh, Chad, okay, very good. Um, of all of the stuff that he doesn't want to keep, uh, he will take it because he is an eBay reselling machine. Yeah. He knows what stuff is worth. Yeah. So. Yeah, good idea. Um, Chris Folds asks, have either of you tried to learn to dance? Well, first of all, I didn't have to try to learn. I just came out of the womb that way. Yeah, you should try to learn to sing. It'd be, my, it'd be what one I would day. say. That, one day. Uh, tried to learn to dance. Well, we they make us learn in, 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 in this area. Mm-hmm. We had to learn how to square dance. We yeah. had to learn how to, to uh, uh, clog to a certain degree. Yes, clog or tap, or you want to do. Uh, so, yes, they forced us to learn. But, no, aside from that, I've not went out of my way to try to learn to dance. Yeah. I No, I went through a stage in my life where I really wanted to get good at the robot. Really? But, of course, this but, was before YouTube or anything like that. Yeah. So I just, like, looked at myself in the mirror, looking lame doing the robot, and, and that was the extent of my training. Yeah. I'd say you mastered it and use it in your presentations to this very day. <laughs> Uh, Pixels at Dawn asks, purely as a listener, what subjects would you like to see someone else tackle in a podcast so you could consume them yourselves? Well, Flack nailed the one. Uh, that's something I thought was we've needed for a while. Uh, it's funny. We we started this show strictly on the basis that no one else was doing an Amiga show, and I was pissed off about it. So there is a precedent to it. Um, no one does a... A review show on old radio shows. I know that sounds redundant, but I think that would be a lot of fun. And like a behind the scenes for the episode episode, which I think that'd be a lot of fun. There's one I've been dying to do, and I've mentioned this before, is a show about uh, the British uh, anthology show Tales of the Unexpected. I love that show. 
that which had a revival in a, in, pa- in the past five years. And I've I've got all the shows. I've seen them all. And I've wanted to do a show about Tales of the Switch because I've shared it with a lot of my friends. It's just something I've never done. There's already shows on Twilight Zone, some other big shows. It'd be nice to see one. I'm assuming Tales of the Unexpected it doesn't have the following over there that it, I would think. Otherwise, someone would have done it. It is odd because yeah. that show... And uh, it ran for a long time. It ran time. for a long yeah. time. Um, for me, you know, I practice uh, the sword martial art Eido. Yeah. There's no Eido podcasts. Uh, I'd love to listen to one. Uh, what would I, you talk about on that show? Well, you'd interview practitioners. You'd what'd be better? is like different schools. You said like, man, like this week on yeah on the Yado podcast, we talked to like swords with Bill. And he's like, yeah, I guess like last, what's in the news? Like, well, last week I gutted a dude. That would be <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. I cut a guy from stern to stem. <laughs> if you've killed a man with a sword this week, write in. We'd love to hear your story. That would be, that would be, see, that's what I want to hear. Uh, Duncan Styles says, lid yogurt. What do you do with yours? Do you scoop it off and mix it back in the pot, or do you scoop it and eat it, or you just lick it off? I don't know what I do. I take that lid, the yogurt, the whole package of yogurt, and toss it in the garbage. You don't eat yogurt? God, no. Are mm. you kidding me? Yogurt? What if I put yogurt in a tube and allow no, you to suck that's, it out? No, that's what? You think sucking something makes it better? Like gogurt. No. That's the whole thing behind gogurt. Listen, if it's frozen yogurt, I'm good to gogurt. But otherwise, no gogurt. I uh, I eat a lot of Greek yogurt. Oh, yeah? And uh, I've gone through several experimentations with Greek yogurt because yeah. I get it. I buy it in bulk. I buy a big liter of it. Really? And um, what happens is if you leave it in the fridge, all the liquid rises to the top. And at first I was like, well, I like my yogurt real thick. And so every time that would happen, I would pour the liquid out. And by the time you get to the bottom, what you have is the consistency of concrete. The yogurt is so hard that you physically sticks in your throat as you try and swallow it. And I almost died like choking on it. So I decided that was a bad idea. So when I get the lid yogurt, what I do is I get the old lick just ah, all around it. Because I'm the only one eating the yogurt. Eve's not big on yogurt. No. What actually she does, she just likes different kinds of Let me ask you a question about this yogurt. Are you eating the yogurt because for the health reasons or because you genuinely think it's delicious? I genuinely think it's delicious. All right, that doesn't surprise me. You should do a podcast just on that. <laughs> and please never make that that licking thing. And don't ever do that again. That's in my romance. Podcast. I think I, I heard 27 people unsubscribe the second you did that. Uh, Duncan Styles asks, do you trust Trustpilot and similar rating systems? I don't know what that is. It's like a site that tells you if the site you're looking at is legit in terms of their what they're selling. I don't trust nobody but my own intuition, web intuition. You know, so no. Yeah, I don't trust I don't trust anything that says trust me online. No, that's Jake the Snake used to say that too. Really? Oh yeah. Dave Atari ST asks, You're not always complimentary complimentary about West Virginia. So for a change, tell us something West Virginia does right that nowhere else in the world We're gets complimentary right. of West Virginia. A lot, aren't we? We're not always. But I mean you can't compliment them when they botch it. Right. I'll tell you one thing they do well here. They tax us. And so what that's, but the upside of that is we've got a big old windfall, ex, like extra wad in the old tax. Uh, we're the, one of the few states around that are in the black. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thunk it, Bo? Yeah, that is one thing that West Virginia does well is we, we have a balanced budget. Yeah. Uh, another thing we do well here in the state, we have some very nice festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, they're, and they're of a different flavor than you're going to catch in a lot of places because they've got a West Virginia spin to them, which is nice. Listen, we've got a... Uh, 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 we've got a decent uh, uh, setup for 
like bringing in conventions and stuff to the bigger cities. There's some they've just upgraded the Civic Center, which is nice. So you could have a decent little right. a little. But the, the, the question there. is, what is something that West Virginia does right that nowhere else in the world gets right? Nowhere else in the world. Right. Nowhere else in the world. God, I hate to go with the pattern to answer this. The pepperoni roll comes to mind. Where was the last time you had a good pepperoni roll in Detroit? You know, I don't honestly. I don't see the appeal of the pepperoni roll. Oh man, they're good. It's a freaking. Roll. It's a piece of bread with pepperoni no, stuck in the no, middle. No, no, no. You you don't. You obviously don't get it. And it's, I've it's had the original better. pepperoni rolls. They come from Fairmont, where yeah. my brother in law. I just well, hey, listen. I, you know where you get them? Is go up here to uh, the Winfield exit here, and that restaurant down there, the behind. You know, it's right beside. Uh, uh, you talking about Fat Patties? No, the place beside it. They do a pepperoni roll there. It's really good. Beside Fat Patties? Yeah, the other restaurant. Oh, Riverside. That's or Fireside. right. Fireside. Fireside. They do a good one there. Yeah. No, I mean, what do we do? I'd say the tax thing. It's the only thing I can think of that we do better because we're in the black and like Kentucky, not in the black. They're boned. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, the actually here's something else that West Virginia does right that not a lot of other places in the world get right. What in the in the Western world? I'm a teacher. Okay. Yeah. I'm a middle school band director. Yeah. And I can live in a house. And not just like a tiny, like halfway attached to another house, row house. I've got a legit house yeah. that I can afford on my teacher's salary. Yeah. You can't do that in all the other places that I've lived in Europe and in Asia. That's because no one's live here, Boat. What? I'm telling you something that yeah, West Virginia getting, does right. They're getting hosed up. I think we're getting ready to get hosed about people out of state buying up all Listen, our property. we've already got our houses. We're yeah, already in. That's true. The yeah. property values keep going up, don't yeah. they? Uh, Barkbit asks... If you were forced to go on American Idol, what would you perform? We'd probably just go up as an act, right? <laughs> no. Hello, people in American Idol. We're going to be reviewing, uh, you know, Top Banana. I think we've got to sing. American Idol's a singing show. You can still do your you can do your Patreon song at some point. Okay, we well, do would a you sing? Cool. I'm not going to sing. I, maybe I would just dance. Maybe we'll do Me in My Shadow. No. <laughs> me in My Shadow. You know. we bring back the vaudeville. That's what, that's what they want. They want the old vaudeville you know, acts with you know, all the ethnic humor. You know, I did that uh, Barbie stream a couple weeks ago. And that Barbie girl song is done by Africa called Aqua, right? Mm -hmm. And if you ever watch any of their videos, there's a chick in there that does all the singing. And then there's this guy. It's like, he's like, sort of like uh, He's like the Fred, guy in b yeah, yeah. He's like, except he's like, oh, scum, baby. Oh, yeah. He's got this real husky. Which I could do that guy's stuff. Does he really say, Come oh, on, scum, Barbie. Baby. Let's go party. That guy. Right. He does that in every song. You know, that that sort of died with uh, with the B-52s. And I guess this band. What is the name of that band? Aqua. Aqua. Yeah. We need more of that. The biggest band in the history. of uh, The biggest Danish band in history. Mm -hmm. Bam. Mm -hmm. Aqua. I learned a lot from the Barbie show, Boat. That's good. Yeah. Don't uh, do those. This is my favorite question of the month. Chris Folds asks, pick one of the following days out. Okay. One, beer and snooker with Jimmy White. Oh. Two, drinks and darts with Jockey Wilson. Okay. Oh, man. Three, pie, mash, pint of ale, sing song in an old West End pub. See, I would go. If I would, I would go pub, but it had to have the pub games going on. So I'm going to eliminate that. Well, okay. Here's the thing. What's the one, Jockey Wilson? What's he having to eat? Drinks and darts with Jockey Wilson. I would pick that one, and because Jimmy White, he's a he's a good looking guy, nice suit. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a little. You're more afraid upscale. that the girls would would be drawn to him, and you'd be left out. I figure compared wheel. to Jockey, like. 
you might get to play. That's true. Plus, you know it's going to be hot and heavy craziness going on there because, you know, Jockey needs to party. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, you can get pie mashed and a pint of ale in a sing-song. That seems like something that would be easy to find. But drinks and darts with Jockey Wilson, Jockey's not dead. And Jockey, he? you know, that he, he lived his life like a candle in the wind. Like, right. you know, right. that, except it was a it was more like a blowtorch. <laughs> In a, in a, in a, in a hurricane, yeah. you know, that's what I like about it. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Jockey. Plus he's Scottish. Like Plus, I would like to say, he, his end of his life was so, I mean, it's just that movie that we watched. Oh it was so sad. It's so sad. So I'd like to come in there during one of the happy, full moments, like change my overall right. feeling about the jockster. Something like late 70s jockey. Yeah. Now, like you said, if the if the Yorkshire pub games were going on. I'd, I'd have to switch yeah. my vote. Yeah. It would be yeah. over there for that. Okay, Chris. I want to see. I want to meet the guy doing the puzzle, the professional <laughs> puzzle geek. He's got a he's got a big stein of booze. He's like doing that thing. He's like that's what he does. Christian Russell asks, "What modern term in common use most annoys you?" For example, mine is influencer. I hate content and content creator. I hate both those. Yeah, I'm going to add consumer, like consuming content. Yeah. Like, talk about the worst way you could possibly describe somebody enjoying something. Also, I'm not a real big fan of intellectual property either, especially yeah. in the wrong hands. That one's been around for a while. I don't like it, it's, though. It's, 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 yeah. I, yeah, there's a lot of YouTube things that I hate. And sometimes you would use them, and then you, I, like, if I ever use them, I feel like an idiot. I'm like, yeah. oh, God. Content is the worst. Like, let's it's let's manage our content. Well, yeah. what are we doing? Right. What is that? Right. That makes, it's like. I don't it like commoditizes it. art. Yeah. And what we do is well, make art. Is that what we're doing? We make movies. We're oh, like yeah. Bats. Yeah, you saw how that went. Um, Batman asks, Blur or Oasis? Well, I would probably go with Oasis. Listen, I'm going to tell you guys something in the UK. Nobody knows anything about Blur. No, I, Blur. They, they had the one song, yeah. and they were a flash in the pan. They're oh, like Asus. they're like uh, they're like America's version of Aqua. No, they're a lot like America's version of Oasis. It's not like they had a ton of hits over here either. Oasis had a billion hits over here. A billion that, that, hits. That album sold billions no, of copies. That's not what he asked though. I mean, I, what okay. was their next album? Wonderwall. Okay, I, that's, okay. I know Wonderwall. Okay. I mean, I've heard the album, so I know Live Forever was a hit here, and that wasn't even on that album. Okay. Okay. Wonderwall. Right. Don't yeah. Look Back in Anger. Champagne Supernova. All these songs got so, airplay. They, they were tons more, bigger than That's more Blur. than Blur. I yeah. agree. No, I agree with you. I'm just saying it's not then like... what are you arguing? What I'm saying is Oasis was not nearly the super band here that it was in the UK. Oh, no. no. Even, I mean, over here but was Blur, like... Blur was like a speck in the basketball size oasis. Oh yeah, Blur didn't. Yeah, yeah. I agree with yeah. that. I'm Blur saying. is most famous for appearing. That song is in a lot of commercials. Woohoo! Big Chevy truck driving along. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, that, that's the song. That's eh? the song. Yeah, um, that is a good song though. Because yeah, I mean, it's I mean of, that's that's why they made. It's tons kind of, of a song. It's yeah. kind of like a song. It's more like a noise. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? You're I mean, you can't compare that to Oasis. You're not wrong. Those yeah. guys, they, they were the second coming of the Beatles for all that hype. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They fought just like the Beatles, too. Um, also, what is your least favorite retro storage medium? That god awful storage for the QL comes to mind. What the, was the, that? The disc. Was that, was, the, the, was disc it, the special tapes. It was, that were a, like, it was a tape that ran at disc speeds. Yeah. Those things. Uh, uh, you know, we did our show. I don't know if you, well, clearly you haven't seen it because I just released it, but I picked the QL as my least favorite machine of the, of the last hundred episodes. Mm -hmm. And that, and um, there were a multitude of reasons, but that's another reason. That machine was dead on arrival. Mm -hmm. And those God for a second little cassettes, high speed cassettes, 
you know, uh, the ColecoVision Adam had high-speed cassettes, too, but they were a lot more, they were actual cassettes, mm-hmm. but they were sort of, that was a big mistake. You are much more well-versed in this than I am doing ARG, so I'm going to I'm gonna adopt your answer as my own, although for my own answer, I'd just say cassette, because that's that sucks compared to a disc. Yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, I will say tape backup tape is also horrible. Yeah, you know, when you actually had to make a tape back you know, up. My, my dad, when he bought our first modern PC, he sprung the extra. It was like an extra thousand dollars for a, a yeah. tape backup. That was a that was not a good move. Me and the Chud used to move. commit mass piracy with those two hundred meg mm-hmm. tape backups. That's how we used to trade tapes. Flack has three questions. All Question right. number one: Do you worry about our digital files like photographs surviving after we die? No, me neither. Number two: Tell me your favorite memory about a roller skating rink. Oh, God. Well, I remember specific songs that I used to love when they'd come on. Mm-hmm. Centerfold, Jay Giles Band mm-hmm. was the, my favorite. When that one came on, that's when you got out there and you really turned it on. Sure. I love that song. We played uh, in the band. You know, that's a, that, the problem is I was like a nervous teenager at the skate arena. So a lot of my memories aren't the best. I remember later on, we used to go to like a church thing. And then after church, we would go to the skate arena and... Uh, in Canal City. Remember that one? No. Yeah, like, I think that was Bulldoze by the time that I was, was born. No, I think it's still around, actually. Really? And uh, But we'd go up there and skate, and that was kind of fun. We were older, and I was a lot more comfortable about it. But the problem with skating is you, is the falling. I was never good at skating. I was I, At some points, I was I could get around the rink without dying. Mm-hmm. Well, but, you know what they say, skating, the trick to skating is, is throwing yourself at the ground and missing. You know the thing about skating, it's odd. It's like it's hard to believe that that's like, something to do for recreation. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I want you to put on these wheels and go out and fall over a lot on a hard surface. That sounds like a fun evening. That's true. That's true. Um, my favorite memory uh, is, uh, well, it's, I, I don't know. I used to go to the skate arena every Friday night. You're one of those. Every yeah. Friday night. And I remember going uh, with my friend, now deceased. His name was TJ. He died in a car wreck when he was 18. Oh, man. Um, I used to go. And then uh, on, on the way back with his mom, we'd always go through the McDonald's drive through and I uh, got the old two cheeseburgers after a night of hard skating. I was also home to one of the first dates I ever went on with the Brent's wife. Oh, man. Yeah, Jeez, and I still remember awkward. the old couple skate. Remember that? Yeah. Holding hands, and it was the, what was the song for the Robin Hood soundtrack that Rod Stewart? Do you and... ever really love? No, that wasn't to love no. a woman. What was no. that one? Um, uh, all for one. All for one. For one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, uh, skating around with that. Uh, and I hated so, that song. That's another one that Slideline would come serenade me with after I watched <laughs> IBM. That's another one. But lots, I have so many great memories of skatering. I love going there. Yeah. Um, Flack also asks, what is the oldest console or computer-related item you own? Gosh, well, I do have an Atari 2600 in there. That would be in the running. I would say it's the 2600. I mean, 77? I don't. I'm trying to go, I don't have any pong machines right now. I don't. Oh, actually, I guess I do. I've got a pong machine. I've got some handhelds that are pretty old. You know, like oh, uh, no, that'd be newer. Yeah, I'd probably say it's probably the Atari. The uh, it's certainly the most functional old thing. Yeah, sure. I've got I've got a pong machine that's probably older, but it's it's non-functional because I don't have any of the stuff that goes with yeah, it. So there you go. Um, Duncan asks, since you started the Amigos podcast, oh. Thank you, Duncan. He put in a checkpoint for me. I didn't notice that. Um, we're nearing the end. All right. Since you started the Amigos podcast, has your review of the Amiga changed? If so, how? Not really. 
I mean, honestly, it's always been a fun, light, fun entertainment for me. You know, I always enjoyed it. Uh, the community, I've, my attitude toward the community has changed a little bit. And, the, uh, and you know, it's funny, me and Bo can sort of separate ourselves because we're just literally are in it for the kicks. We don't do anything but play games. But it's been an, it's fascinating for me to watch the rise of the hardware uh, on it, especially since I have a little no interest in it. But it's, it's still kind of neat to watch. But no, I, I still uh, enjoy the Amiga uh, now, probably more. And it, the uh, the neat thing is, as the show's gone on, we play more of this more and more obscure stuff. And I find myself sort of enjoying the obscurity uh, of it all because you sort of play the same things over and over. So it's kind of neat to play this more bizarre stuff. Yeah, I mean, to me, the Amiga was the doorway into the entire European scene of computers. Yeah. Because that was something that I never would have known about. Like, if we hadn't started Amigos, we never would have gotten, like, Gary Hucker would have never sent us that uh, that Spectrum. And that kicked off the whole spectrum thing because I I would have never known about that stuff. Yeah, uh, I guess I read about it in a retro gamer, but I would have never had any firsthand you know knowledge of it. Mm. So, uh, but other than that, I mean, I had no view of the Amiga before the uh, the podcast started. So uh, I started out fresh, which was which was great. Yeah. All right, Super Tech Boy asks. Have you ever had a patron song no one could identify? Yes. Yes. Last just last week. week we had one. <laughs> that was easy to answer. Uh, number two, what is Aaron's favorite Patreon song? Gosh, I always go back to that uh, that godforsaken version the Spice Girls. Of, of the Spice Girls you did because because you were so liquored up and it was so funny. But I'll I'll uh, you know it's I'll look back on a lot of this because I you know did that highlight video that you did, and they're all they're often horrible. I mean they really are. But I do I do like I said I, I mentioned this before because we've gotten this question before. I do like the ones where you actually play guitar. I like the ones you do with your bands, too. Those are fun. So I like a bunch of those. And the third question, and the final question for Ask the Amigos, comes from Super Tech Boy. He says, what was the hardest Patreon song for Boat to produce? I can tell you that very easily. Yeah. That was Listomania by Phoenix. That thing had, like, six guitar parts, and they were all incredibly hard. Like, yeah. the opening riff. Having to do that for, like, 12 minutes. Yeah. That was no good. Man, sucked. you guys have put together so, some real intricate stuff. Too. It's very impressive. Yeah, uh, good I did, job on those, and good job for everybody helping them out. Yeah, yeah, well, that's I, like a week off when I see the band coming. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to do it for Ask the Amigos this week. Thank you as always for all of our Discord community uh, posting these questions. If you'd like to post your own question, you can support the page at patreoncom slash Podcast. We will see you next time. Until then, adios. adios.